Father God, we give you all the glory and praise for you have been good and faithful to us even in the morning, in the evening, even in the midnight hour. And we just want to return by giving you all of our worship. We want to give you all of our praise. And with the sound of surrender, Lord, we just give it all to you.
been good to you. Even when you were at your last dime, he's been good to you. Yes, God. Even in your worst days, he's been good to you. Even in the midst of COVID-19, he's been good to us. So we just want to give him the highest praise because he deserves it. So wherever you are, even when you're in the living room, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, wherever you are, just stop what you're doing. Just give him the highest praise because he deserves it. He deserves it. So God, we just bless your name. We just bless your name, Jesus. We give you all the glory, Jesus. Because you've been good Hallelujah. Just lift up your worship. Hallelujah. 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 God, we look to you. We look to you, Jesus. At times when we feel overwhelmed, we feel stressed. Help us to just look straight to you, Jesus. To stay focused to you. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me faith. God, I look to you. You're where my help is from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. Yeah. It's our desire, Jesus, to look straight to you. Let's sing that verse together. God, I look to you. God, I you do to see things like you do God, I look God, to you, you. see you where you where my help yeah. give me wisdom give me wisdom you know just what you to know do. just what to do yeah no matter what the situation is God we fix our eyes on you Jesus let's sing that verse one more time God, I look to you. God, I look to you. See, I won't, I won't be overwhelmed. Yeah. Give me vision. Give me vision. See things like you do. See things like yeah. you do. God, I look God, to I you. See your way. Where my help comes from. God, give us wisdom. Give me wisdom. Yeah. Cause you know.
morning, Tabernacle family and friends, especially thanks to Sister Dominique for the invitation to speak with you today. I applaud her leadership here at Tabernacle as our women's ministry leader. She has been doing a phenomenal work in this ministry. Through her efforts, many are blessed throughout the world with, media, with this media platforms. We want to thank you for allowing God to use you. I seek your prayers this morning. If God can use anything, please use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. God has a special word for someone here today. It's my prayer that you hear and receive the message that God has for you. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. For those of you that drive, have you ever been in a situation where you recognize that the needle on your dashboard for gas is getting low? Say it's about quarter tank, and you should consider putting some gas in the car. You estimated that you can get by with another 15 to 20 miles of gas. You figure you have enough gas for the day to get back and forth to work. However, in your busyness, you did not get around to putting that gas in the car that evening. The next day, you hardly jump into your car on the way to work. You forget you needed to put gas in the car. In transit to your destination, there's a beep stating that you are now on reserve tank. You recognize the beep. You delay stop put, uh, for putting gas in the car because you're running late and believe that there should be enough to get you to work. But you intend to stop on the way and put some gas in the car. You pass one gas station, the price is too high, and you only have a few dollars in your pocket. As you continue to drive, you become fully distracted with the radio, thoughts of your upcoming meeting, or perhaps it's a phone call. You forgot the beep. Hmm. You are now running on E. You hear another beep. You underestimate the amount of gas that it takes on the interstate. There's traffic and no gas station in sight. While you're driving, you feel the car is dragging and chucking its way forward. The inevitable is about to happen. The car is coming to a stop and you are unable to get the car off the medium or in a safe place. Seriously? This can't be happening to me. I can't believe this. Well, that's because you're running on E for empty. You pushed the limits because you thought you had E for enough. Hmm. Maybe some of you have never had that experience. So you may have difficulty understanding it or relating to it. But those of you that have, it's very embarrassing especially if you need someone to help push that car off the street. Or maybe you got the car to a safe place, but then you had to hike 
to the nearest gas station. For those of you that have never had that experience, run out of the gas story, maybe it was the service light on the car. You know that you need to get the gas, the car serviced, but you postponed doing it because you are too busy. The oil comes on, the oil light comes on, or perhaps it's the engine light, or say it's the brake light. If you keep ignoring the service light, at some point, the car will come to a halt. Ignoring the signals are never a good thing. What about putting the wrong gas in the car? Mm -hmm. You know that it requires the type of gas. It should use preferred gas, but you put irregular gas instead. Yep, the results are usually not a good outcome either. The car will run slow and sluggish, and you'll need to put a purifier or a cleanser to clean the gas because it won't run properly. These analogies reflect the importance of recognizing the signals or potential hazards that, if ignored, you will find yourself stuck running on empty. In our daily lives, we too have hazard lights and beeps that tell us that we are running on E for empty. Life circumstances will bring us to a stop. Is it time to fill up? Are you just too busy? Are the compromises that you make worth it? Our scripture reading today is from Matthew 5:24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The title of our sermon today is Writing on E. Are you writing on E? Are you a procrastinator? Do you tend to put off things for a later time instead of acting now? I believe that we can all attest to areas in our lives that we tend to procrastinate. However, we also need to recognize that the very things that we procrastinate tend to hurt us at some point. Some of these things could be setting and reaching personal goals, finding time for worship and prayer, neglecting the areas of our health, like eating right or exercising. How about developing meaningful relationships with our family or close friends? Are we prioritizing the things that are important? Or are we allowing them to become a crisis? Are we motivated to make a change? Are you running on a quarter tank with your relationship with God? Are we riding through the day without acknowledging God and spending time with him so that we can fuel up? Also recognizing that yesterday's fuel may not be enough for tomorrow or next week. Our lack of fuel in our spiritual life spills over into other parts of our lives. Have you ever had this experience where you know that you have those low fuel signs, but instead of asking God to give us time, we argue with, it, with him about it, about not having enough time? Then when God nudges us to wake up a little earlier and spend those quiet moments with him, we brush it off and reason, 
there's no way God would want us to do this, want me to do this. He knows I need some more sleep. Sounds familiar? When do when we do not pay attention to the hazard lights, showing that we are running on reserve or running on E, then we find ourselves grumpy and miserable, impatient, quick to anger, negative, as well as finding ourselves participating in activities that become detrimental to our health and well-being. We start to make excuses and start justifying the activities to engage in verses, uh, making time with God. We get interrupted and sidetracked with constant interruptions in the early mornings or throughout the day with our cell phones that constantly keep us engaged with emails, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and all the constant notifications that change our priorities every minute of the day. Needless to say, when we are stressed out, we find ourselves indulged in idleness and obsessive use of social media for hours and binge watching Netflix and HBO, or maybe it's a consumption of internet surfing and video games. Meaningful relationships become challenged when we become self-absorbed in these types of activities. We rationalize and justify our choices to avoid confronting our truth or lack thereof. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a time and a place for everything. <laughs> However, are we making enough effort to insert a fraction of our time to spend with God. We become stuck or unmotivated to address the critical things that will help make us find joy and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. As a workaholic, it is easy to consume oneself with work. The effects of this impacts in our ability to build our connection spiritually with God and other meaningful relationships with our family and loved ones. It is possible that even as church leaders, we get occupied, occupied with doing God's work, that we become spiritually empty. In our busyness, we neglect to make the time to have that intimate relationship with the Father. God wants all of us. He does not just want a part of your life. He wants all of your heart. I was empowered by a book several years ago called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, A Journey with a Purpose for 40 Days. I encourage you to read it. It was a great resource for me at a very difficult time in my life. You see, until we recognize our origin, our identity, our meaning and purpose, as well as our destiny, all other paths lead to death, leads to a dead end. Despite our accomplishments of reaching personal goals by the world standard of success, we can miss out on the purpose for which God created us. The only way we will know our true purpose is by going to the word of God. God has a key purpose 
for each of our lives. Let us turn to Romans 12, 2. I'll be reading from the clear word. Don't pattern your life after this world, but let God transform you from the inside out and give you a new way of thinking. Then you will know what is good and pleasing to him and what is not. It's time to fill up. Based on the GPS, the gas station is closer than you think. The journey to the heart of God is within sight. God loves us so much that he is truly waiting for us to stop by and spend some time with him and get filled up. When we make time with God, our Father, it makes for a great day. He truly wants us to experience life at its fullest and to give us life in abundance. In Mark 12:30, love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. We have examples in the Bible of low spiritual fuel days, like our good friend King David. There are numerous times that he lost sight of God's will in his life and turned away. He became disconnected. And during those times, he brought disgrace upon himself. When we become disconnected, our choices do not align with God's will for us. We become double-minded. What is beautiful about David's life is that when he recognized that his reserve tank was low, or he was running on E, he would seek out God and petition his forgiveness and seek God's face in intimate worship. There are many dark days referenced in the book of Psalms when David prayed and felt that God had turned his back on him. God never turned his back on David, even though he may have felt that way. David was genuine in his worship, and God considered him a man after his own heart. So my friends, do not become disheartened. In our spiritual journey, sometimes God will appear distant in our worship. But is this the part? This is part of our spiritual journey. God is always near. He wants your worship and our praise. We have examples that provide us with hope that despite our bad choices in life, God does not turn his back on us. God is looking for our genuine worship. So let's look at some simple steps to avoid running on E. Here's a jump start for those of you that are not making time to worship. Let's start with some, taking some baby steps. Once you start, you will want more. You will hit a home run if you won't hit a home run if you don't step out to the plate. God is seeking an authentic worship experience with us. Philippians 3.14 says, Press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called you heavenward in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Meditate on a text from the Bible. Let the text speak to you and use it as a prayer. If it helps, choose a Bible that makes the text easier to read. 
Going to BibleGateway.com, you can choose numerous versions to read of the same text. Take time to pause and think about what God's word is saying to you. Then pray the word that you meditated on. Let's take an example. One of my favorite texts are uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Take a moment and meditate on this text. Read it again. Let's look at verses 12 and 13 of Jeremiah 29. Then you will come unto me. Then you will come unto me, and you will pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and I and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, now we're going to read that over again. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Wow, isn't that amazing? Meditation will bring out some key points that God's love is unfailing, and he wants to bless us and provide us with instructions for a more quality life. There's great power in God's word. The Bible enables us to access power. When you, are, when you genuinely seek God for your purpose and his plan for your life, he will reveal it to you. Just be ready to move, accept, and see God do amazing things in your life. Here are a few other tools that you may want to use that might be helpful in your prayer walk. Start a prayer journal. This is a great way to write your prayers after meditating. For those of you that are technically savvy, there are lots of apps out there that you can tap into, like Christian podcasts, audiobooks, Bible apps, YouTube, etc. Also, another great tool is using a hymn as a prayer. Many of our hymns help us to meditate on God, and many songwriters use passages from the scriptures as well. Our Sabbath school lessons are great Bible studies. Taking time to read the lesson weekly helps to deepen our relationship with God. Take a prayer walk in nature. Use it as a time to honor and praise God. You'll realize that you have more to give God thanks for than focusing on the bad things in your life. There are four characteristics of worship that pleases God. And I took some of these references from the Purpose Driven Life. First one is God wants our worship to be accurate. Sometimes we use concepts like, I would like to think that God is as, and then we share our ideas. We need to be careful that we don't create our own comfortably, comfortable or political correct image of God and worship it. Our worship should be based on scriptures and not our opinion. If we do otherwise, it is considered idolatry. God is pleased with worship 
when it's authentic. When Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, love God with all your heart and soul, he meant that worship should be genuine and heartfelt. God looks past our words, and he sees the attitudes of our heart. The Bible says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And that's taken from 1 Samuel 16, 7. The third one is God wants worship that is thoughtful. When worship is mindless, it becomes meaningless. God wants us to engage our minds. Jesus called thoughtless worship as vain repetition. Help us, Lord. Fourth, God is pleased with practical worship. God wants us to worship him with all our strength. It requires our full effort and energy. It's not always going to be convenient or comfortable. He wants us to be a willing sacrifice. He's looking for us to be all in. As we take these small steps, be determined to increase your time spent with God. God is not interested in half-hearted commitment, partial obedience, or our leftover time, or bits and pieces of our lives. He is looking for wholehearted worship. God is gently calling all of us to that quiet place so that we can hear his voice speaking to him. The empowerment and drive that we gain when we are fuel up, our tanks become full and it spills over. Others around us will benefit from it as well. So tomorrow, when God nudges you to wake up a little earlier than usual in the morning, why not engage him? You will not regret it. I want to charge you with an abbreviated paraphrase excerpt from John Mason as we fuel up today to go from and to go to. Go from fair to fate. Go from, go from complaining to obtaining, from trying to committing, from burnt out to recharge. Go from regrets of the past to dreams of the future. Go from seeing God nowhere to seeing God everywhere. Go from lukewarm to fired up, from fractured to focus, from the world to the word. My appeal today is if you are tired today running on E, God is calling you to drink from the living water, and he will fill you up. Take time to fill up and do not allow busyness or idleness to consume your time. Stop using irregular fuel and use the preferred, preferred fuel, the real authentic fuel, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is calling you for a deeper relationship with him today. When God seems distant, he isn't. He said he will never leave you or forsake you. He has not turned his back on you. He wants your genuine worship. Give him all the pieces of your life that are shattered today. Give him your broken marriage. Give him the struggles of your addiction. He knows them all. 
Give him your financial difficulties that are tearing you apart. Give him your need for a job. Give him the groanings of your heart of feeling lonely and longing for a husband or a wife. Maybe you're losing your home, give it to him. Give him your children that might have chosen different paths that do not align with his will. Give him everything today. And let it be our prayer. Lord, I want to go deeper with you. Surrender it all. May God bless you.